Good afternoon. Hey, Kayla. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well myself. You know, got up early today. Got some stuff done. You know, just feeling productive. It's funny because last time I was off, I think, when we did the podcast, and this time I'm off too, which is good. Oh, yeah. No, the the off day is uh, strictly... uh, for I guess to commit to your I guess your hobbies or your uh, your side hustles I guess you could say yes like I try to um you know do podcast interviews or podcast episodes in general when I'm not working or I try to do them on days that I don't close so I don't be extremely tired right. that makes sense so enough about me we're gonna talk about you it is about you let's do so we didn't talk too much about um uh lightning design and playwriting the last time we talked but you did tell me something about it so i want to know more about that so could you tell me Mm. okay so um while i was at morgan state um my professors well the, the program itself was uh, generally geared towards every kind of uh, aspect of theater. Like we'd have this uh, class called University Theater and it'd be one credit that you'd have to take every semester until your junior junior year, I think. And um, basically what you would do is you'd help out with like marketing, you'd help out with like front of house administration, uh, basically anything that has to do with the show you might be on the run crew you might you might do i mean it, it just varies mm-hmm. so basically i gained a uh, gained a great foundation in theater being able to learn that way being able to learn from uh i guess every avenue that uh goes into making a production and uh through that i found uh, a great interest in lighting design and sound design uh just because i just had a very I had a, I made a connection with lights and music and of course sound design and music and music was always my like like it just music drives everything that I do every play that I've ever written has something to do with music and you know it just it really um it drives my creativity so um while I was taking the lighting design class um I chose a song by Isaiah Rashad called Heavenly Father mm-hmm. and uh I created a scene out of that uh, based upon uh, some props that I found in the prop shop. It was like this old broken up, like, uh, sailor, like, I don't know if you want to call it a doll or like mannequin, whatever it was. <laughs> and I took a chain and uh, like, like a little plastic uh, chain that might go around your foot, like if you're a prisoner. And then um, I think it was a plant. <laughs> All I had was lights and I kind of created this whole little like scene. And I mean, um, I just had so much fun and I just really enjoyed the process of creating um, that scene. And I mean, it didn't have any words, just was lights, timing and music, you know. And of course, this, the props were set up, but I didn't change them throughout the, the piece. So, um, I mean, everybody, the, everybody that was in my class, they really enjoyed that, uh, what I had brought to the table. Mm-hmm. So... Um, as I was making my transition to Bowie State University, I uh, I made note of that. Well, well, I made sure that I mentioned the fact that I wanted to, you know, 
nurture my skills, my other skills rather than acting because my concentration was acting. I wanted mm-hmm. to nurture other skills. So with that, um, I actually got an opportunity to be the lighting designer for Hashtag Me Too, the full production, which we talked about before I was in uh, the reading in the last podcast. So for the full production, I actually got to do the lighting design. Mm-hmm. And um, if you check on my Instagram, I think I still have the pictures from those from that production and they were taken by B2 Sweet Photography. She did some really nice work, but um uh that's I mean that that was my first like really like I was this I'm the lighting designer and I do this. Like this is this is this is, nobody's watching me, nobody's giving me tips, tricks, nothing like that, no guidance. And mm-hmm. it was just up to me to come up with the design for this show. And I mean, it really came out really, really well. And I mean, it, 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 I, the way that I presented the lights through color, I wanted to t- help tell the story and uh, show how things shifted um, from from different realms, I guess you can say. I'm not gonna get into the, the whole entire t- entirety of the story because that kind of, uh, it would be a very long episode if that happens, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, I know it was, kind of belong with the answer but that that's kind of how i got into lighting design i've done uh lighting design for the synetic theater um theater of uh, synetic theater summer camp and i've also worked as a lighting designer on little shop of horrors and i worked a couple of times for the modern spring modern dance spring concert from morgan state university um awesome. they've all been very different experiences but uh overall i think I think it's it's something that's needed. Uh, like I said before, our perspective is needed, even from a lighting standpoint, because um, so many times I see, I, I'd watch like old movies or like old theater films or whatever the case may be. I'd watch old stuff and I'd see like how they light or how they apply makeup to, uh, to black people or people of color. And I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> like, Y'all got us looking crazy out here, you know? So I really think that um, I wanted to, you know, kind of grow that skill as a lighting designer because, you know, um, in those spaces where where it's dominated by by a majority of white people and white men in general that, 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 you know, kind of dominate most of the fields, um, they, they don't really, it's, 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 at some point it becomes just like a job for them you know sometimes you 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 have your ups you have your downs you have things you like to do things you don't like to do and you know i i can i can kind of see um i can kind of see when you know the the work doesn't want to be done and you know if you're going to be in this type of field where creativity kind of drives everything you have to have a, a certain type of commitment to um to the story that's being told and all avenues of the production have to be have to have that same type of commitment in order to bring a production fully to life. And um, yeah, <laughs> if if you if you're not committed, it, it shows. And you know, I, I think for me, I only do work that I have um, that I feel you know deeply connected to, mm-hmm. and that I that I'm passionate about. So. And lighting, lighting is definitely something that I'm passionate about. So I, um, I want to be that driving force that kind of like changes how the industry, you know, kind of 
hires people that it, that I think more people need to think outside the box when they go into uh, looking for lighting designers rather than just working with, you know, I guess whoever did how many other shows or mm. this guy that, you know, he knows this guy and I'm going to work with him. Mm. But yeah, so um, I think it's really important that we diversify. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Um, by the way, take as long as you want as far as the questions because I don't have a lot. As long as it's not over 30 minutes, podcast, as long as it's not over 30 minutes. Absolutely. The next question is, when you first started writing plays, did you have a desire or did you grow into it? And what kind of plays did you like? Ooh, okay. Um, when I first started writing plays, um, I didn't really... Um, have a goal in mind I kind of just had something to say and um though uh most of the time uh when I was thinking about writing a play this was going to be like my senior project I guess you could say um and I was talking with one of my advisors with it of course like I mentioned this earlier like it was going to be some type of like musical I didn't know uh too much about hip-hop theater beforehand um so I was just kind of like researching doing um thinking about what I'm gonna write how I'm gonna write it and what type of music (laughs) I'm gonna like write because I'm not I'm like I can hold a tune but I'm not a singer by no by any means so (laughs) I was like okay I'm gonna just wrap this stuff out you know so um start looking up uh pioneers of like uh jukebox musicals or like times where like hip-hop has been interfused with theater and um i came across some things that you know i i uh, i, I kind of hit a roadblock i'll say I, I definitely hit a roadblock and um that was at morgan state university when i was thinking about my senior project i transferred to Bowie, and uh that was one of the things that i made sure that i uh that I mentioned that was going to be a focal point of my matriculation was that I'm going to be a writer. Like I, I walked into my advisor, I think it was Dr. Gail Medford at the time. I said, uh, Dr. Med- well, Dr. Medford asked me, she said, uh, well, what do you do? I know, you know, your major is acting directing, but what do you do? I said, I'm a writer. And I, that, at that point I'd never written, written anything, but like a poem, you know, like poems and stuff like that. But, I told her I'm a writer and she believed me and she, you know, she guided me in the right steps or in the right path to be able to, you know, nurture that skill. You know, I met my uh, my other professor, uh, Bob Bartlett, who's a um, local DMV playwright and he's done work all over the place. And I was just, uh, I, 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 I was intrigued by the work that he was presenting. Uh, at the time, he was he was uh, producing a play in a laundromat that he wrote specifically to be performed in a laundromat. So um, he kind of really opened my mind to the, um, I guess, the freedom of writing. You know, because I, I always, when I first started writing plays, I'd consider, um, you know, how long the play should be if the play is not long. It shouldn't have uh, it shouldn't have a whole bunch of characters. Well, what do we have in the prop shop? Do we have this set piece? Do we have that set piece? 
I'm I'm literally writing the play to be performed specifically to make it as easy as possible to be produced, right? Because um, I I w- I'm still an early like I'm still a young playwright. Uh, I've only written like four or five plays, but um, mm-hmm. I I limit myself in my mind, and there's no limits to you know writing. This is just completely creative expression, freedom. So like you don't you don't you shouldn't limit yourself. But that's what I was doing when I was first starting out. I I was considering all the factors. I'm like, oh, well, if I don't have a white man to play this role, do I even need the white person? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, there's no white I didn't know <laughs> white people that, that, could, that were acting at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was just, like, um, really, really com- sticking into certain constraints. And though, you know, that might be good to an extent, this was on, my first play was only a 10-minute play. So I was really, like, limiting myself, and I learned that I shouldn't do that. Either way, um, the type of plays that I that I liked, I uh, really only wanted to write, write uh, straight plays because I, I'm just not good with music, I guess you could say, um, as far as singing goes. Once I discovered hip hop theater, which I took a class last semester with Saw My N A 24, we just called him Psalm. I hope I'm pronouncing his uh, his name right. But uh, Psalm, he's a he was a pioneer of hip hop theater. Um, he actually went to Howard University with Chadwick Boseman, who was also a pioneer of hip hop theater, which I didn't even know. He had this play called Deep Azure, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's one of the greatest plays I've ever read in my life. Um, but regardless, I thought about hip-hop theater and thought of ways that I could, you know, kind of include that in my play and how I can include music or how music played a role. Um, and yeah, that kind of, it, it really transformed the play. I'm not going to get too deep into the play because I, uh, I'm looking to produce a uh, another, well, I'm working on a three-part series that is including this play that I'm talking about my first play, Every Black Man, which uh, it actually won a couple of awards. um, It won two awards at the DC Black Theater Festival for best Best Drama and then the winner of the one-act battle. And it also won at the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. Uh, I was a Gary Garrison regional finalist and I got a certificate of merit for my uh, for the play. So that was that was really like overwhelming, honestly, for my first play to like be recognized that way. I, uh, I mean, I was really excited because like I, I always I always wanted to write plays or write stories, but I never really thought that anybody would kind of read them, you know, <laughs> like, so that was something that kind of discouraged me. But, um, you know, after, after like being in classes, I started to feel a little bit more confident and would I be able to present, um, like as, as a, you know, professional script, I guess you could say. So I've been submitting stuff all over the place just to get produced or like uh, see if like film companies want to like pick up some of my scripts, <laughs> you know, like screenplays and whatnot. So that's where the writing is going right now. Um, I, I've just been really excited to uh, just to 
I guess, dive into a new realm of creativity because um, that, that I, at, overall, I'm just an artist. I want to tell mm-hmm. stories. We're we're all, we're all artists, honestly. We're artists in our own lives, in our own rights, and we're modern day mm-hmm. griots. We're we're here to tell stories. We're here to inspire, and we're here to spark change. So that's uh, I, I felt through my writing. Though I do love performing, that is my first love. I always felt like through my writing, I, I could really make a, a a huge impact on the world, and I could really like change things for the better, or you know, at least inspire somebody. You know. Okay, that's awesome. Got me in tears. <laughs> yeah, man. Something I'm really passionate about, yo. Um, so how long have you been acting? Oh, been acting uh for about oh goodness. It's been like 13 years. Wow. Yeah, I think I got my first role in 2008. Oh, I'm sorry, say it one more time. I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, give him yeah. a round of applause. That is awesome. Yo, it's it's been a journey for sure. I've just been blessed to be able to be around and be nurtured by a village of people that wholeheartedly care about me and wholeheartedly like really want to see my success. Um, and people that just believed in me along along the way. Um, I know my first my first theater professor, well, theater teacher ever in high school, Miss Kathleen Allen. I'll never forget her. The moment I knew that, well, I'm not gonna say this is the moment, but this was like one of the moments that I knew that I was like, I wanted to do this forever. We in the class, everybody acting bad as hell because it's a theater class and it's an elective, so don't nobody care. So <laughs> we in the jump, and she's like, she's just, you know challenging us to improv you know just challenging us and we're a badass class and i'm just like what is this lady like what does she think she's doing right now so she gets up and tries to demonstrate and she uh she starts acting or the situation is she's at the mound uh the bases are loaded it's the bottom of the knife and i think they're down by like one run or something like that or two runs oh Basically, they needed a home run to win. And she just got up to bat. And the way she created this character, like, in seconds, based upon what we gave her, she asked us what the situation was. I was just like, I, 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 I believed her. I believed every moment. I was like, we're sitting in this daggone, like, classroom. <laughs> And I'm sitting, I'm, I'm like literally looking at her like she's about to win the game. Like, <laughs> like I believe it. It was just crazy that moment. I mean, it was just like, it was just like so special to me. And I thought, I thought to myself, like that's talent. That's like that. You put, she put, she helped me put my, she put, <laughs> she put me into that moment with her. Mm-hmm. And that's what great actors do they they're able to make you feel something for them even though what they're portraying is not necessarily a real person you believe that they're real you know that they're real you're living in that world with them right now like it's just that um i mean that the 
the impact that that had on me and I know the impact that it potentially has on any anybody that views theater or looks at it through any type of lens I mean I, it just inspired me so much to be able to you know find out what I can do to to be just like her I guess you can say you know like what what do I have to do to be able to you know build these moments build these characters that are so real that that they pull people in and they cause that they, they 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 cause for concern they lead to they lead them to like have a cause for concern for your person for that for that person that you're portraying um but yeah it's it's been a long journey i've learned a lot i've lost some people along the way and i'm blessed to have been able to experience them and i feel blessed to even be here now uh I mean, earning my degree in theater, like I'm the first in my family to earn a degree. So it's, um, I mean, it's it's just surreal where where this the 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 uh, where acting has taken me and where it will take me, and I, um, I'm excited for the future. And you should because you deserve it. <laughs> Thank you, Kayla. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so guys, this is by far about to be the best part because I was trying to get to it in the last podcast, but we couldn't, but we about to get to it now. Do you have your monologues ready or do you have any lines prepared? Listen, we can do something. So, we get we get we get we can do a little something. We can do a little something. Whenever Just let me know when you ready, Kayla. That's funny because I just say it whenever you're ready. <laughs> oh, whenever I'm ready. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. You have um, five minutes. Cool. So this monologue that I'll be doing is from a play called Before It Hits Home by Cheryl West. And I'll be portraying the role of Wendell. Pray. Mom, pray. Who the hell you think I've been doing? I laid in that hospital bed for 32 days and 32 nights. All I did was pray. You know how lonely it is, Mom, to lay in a bed that ain't even your own for 32 days? No TV. I didn't even to buy myself a paper. You know, I tried to get right with your God. I asked him for some spare time to keep me from pissing my guts every hour, to keep me from shitting all over myself, to keep me, to give me the strength to be able to wipe my ass good enough so I didn't have to smell myself all night. And I tried, Mom. I prayed, and I prayed hard every single night to, to, to get rid of the rashes, the infections, the sores up my ass. I prayed, Mom, for some company. I prayed that someone would get their room wrong and just just, just happen in the mind. Just so, so I had somebody to talk to. Maybe they'd even stay. Maybe they'd, they'd, 
They listen. I ain't gonna apologize for loving who I loved. You taught me that. I'ma have to deal with it just like I dealt with everything else. But I can use some help, mama. Sing. Yay, that was great. <laughs> I was writing down my little notes. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, Thank it's you. a lot of enthusiasm, emotion, a lot of expression. That was great. That was really good. Yo, I I, I was, I, I ain't gonna lie. You said monologue. I was like, oh my God, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> stay, always stay ready so you ain't gotta get ready. But I was nervous. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> That's how you gotta be. I mean, yeah. I had to go through that when I was acting. I had to go through that when I was singing. A lot of times I would be nervous, you know, when people would be like, sing something on the spot, anything. And I'm just like, you can't just give me a song. That's what I'm saying. Like, but, um, you be like, you start the song off by finishing it. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, that was I feel great. It. That was great. Um, we are getting close to ending the podcast. So um, I have one more question to you for you. And then... Uh, Actually, two more questions. Let's do it. But the last, the one that I'm about to ask now is mainly about you. So, name some, well, actually, it's a statement. Name some of your favorite actors. Ooh. Uh, Juan Carlo, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. He played, uh, uh, what is it? He played in Breaking Bad. Uh, you probably know him from uh, Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's one of my favorites. Denzel, of course. Yes, Lord. Uh, oh my, yeah, no, yeah, I love Denzel. I love Denzel. Yes, yes, people, yes, people be hating on my man, uh, Lakeith, but he do his thing. I mean, like you, you check his check his catalog. I mean, he has mm-hmm. a very versatile catalog, and I didn't know that he actually makes music too. Like he, I. I stumbled upon him on Spotify the other day, and I, I'm gonna just—I'm not gonna say much, but I suggest that people check it out. Um, who else? Um, ah, it was a Netflix. I, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was a Netflix, um, like choose your own path type of like story that was on. Uh, it was on Netflix like a couple, like last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it though, but he played, he had like, he had gave uh, the the main character like a tab or something like that. And then he jumped out the window and fell to his death. Like in one of the scenes or like one of the paths that you choose, I don't remember, but he's been in a couple of films that I've seen. And uh, he's, they always call him the eyebrow guy for whatever reason. I can't remember his name. I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but uh. He's really nice. I like him. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it at that, though. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. So, do you have any questions for me? Uh, well, Kayla, when when are, when are we going to do a scene together? When are we going to see you sing? Like, where, where's this, you know, when are we going to see you, your talent shine? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Unfortunately, guys, and this is not just for Lorenzo Tim, but anybody else that's listening, I do not sing like that anymore. Now, I do sing, but for the Lord. I sing for the Lord. For the Lord. 
I do That's not sing R&B and uh, pop anymore. As far as recording and all that stuff, I don't do that no more with, you know, that type of music. But spiritual music, I do. So I don't mind if y'all would like to hear that or if you would like to hear that. No okay. problem. Why did you stop singing uh, other genres? Um, well, I do like play around with it, but as far as recording, no. I feel you. I feel you. That's all right. We're gonna we're gonna uh, have us a little praise session one day. We're gonna get Kayla out there, show us them vocals. <laughs> um. Also, I'm asking that you leave your social media so people can follow you and you know see what your day-to-day life is like outside of this podcast um you guys i feel like you guys know my social media because i've said it so many times but let me mention it again and then i will allow mr lorenzo to leave his as well and then this podcast will be yours so my instagram is uh call me k's i think three underscores if not three underscores two underscores c-a-l-l-m-e-k-a-y-y-s three underscores or two underscores like i said that is my instagram my twitter is kfinesson Two Y's, two underscores, K-A-Y-Y-F-I-N-E-S-S-I-N underscore, underscore. And my Snapchat is Kayla Lovable, K-A-Y-Y, wait, I said, okay, I said K, my bad, K-A-Y-L-A-L-O-V-A-B-L-E, that is my Snapchat, and Mr. Lorenzo? All right, so I got Instagram, that's going to be O-K-Z-O-E-E, O-K-Z-O, with two E's. And then my uh, my Twitter is Lorenzo Miguel is. Man, I don't I don't think I need to you know Miguel Lorenzo is you know <laughs> like I feel like y'all can spell that. All right, and um yeah, so that was thirty minutes. Hey, going on thirty minutes and some seconds, <laughs> but um it was nice hearing from you again. I look forward to hearing from you for a part three, guys. If you would like to hear part three with me and Mr. Lorenzo, please uh, comment under the podcast. If you don't want to do that, you can shoot something in my email or you can message me on Instagram. And yeah. Yeah. Peace. All right now. Real talk. <laughs> <laughs>